0: Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who's going to help you in some area of your life. For several years, I have interviewed women who are experts in relationships, self-esteem, business, and pursuing your passion. They're so much expertise and so much knowledge Besides being leaders in their fields, these remarkable remarkable women also share a very important desire to help other women. So 20 of us decided to write a book together. I'm excited to announce that it is finally available for pre-order. It is called Leading Women. 20 influential women share their secrets to leadership, business, and life. You can find it both on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And today, I'm happy to talk with one of these amazing leading women co-authors. Her name is Linda Rindelman. Linda is an award-winning speaker and author who focuses on motivating women to be the best they can possibly be. She is the founder of Business Women Connect, an award-winning networking company. She has hosted her own TV and radio shows. Linda has devoted her life's work to giving back to others and sharing her own inspirational story of empowerment. As a co-founder of the Women Like Us Foundation, she helps women through a variety of programs that support women-led causes. Her Women Like Us book series offers real stories and strategies for living your best life. Her chapter in leading women is called Poise, The Final Ingredient. I've talked with Linda many times, and I'm excited to talk with her again, so I'm so pleased she's here with me for Conversations with smart amazing women. Thank you, Linda, for being with me well, Linda, thank you for being with me again you've been you're gonna you're getting to be a frequent guest on conversations with smart amazing women because that's just exactly who you are welcome
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you well, it's great to be with you again you Nancy for sure
0: yeah and we're we're now we're neighbors we're uh we both we're both both avoiding that midwest cold, brutal weather that those people back there are experiencing.
1: oh well, and you know I have family back in the midwest and and literally actually, I just flew back from being out there for two weeks, and I did my requisite winter trip and I did my requisite getting the flu so oh, oh good I, for you I know, I know. <laughs>
0: Well, you've been very busy. You've got another book, and you're you're continuing with your foundation and your website and your speaking and everything and all of the above. You're very passionate, a very involved woman, and just uh, I I think you know when I read when I go back and I read your bio, I always think to myself that you and I are so much alike, and we we've definitely got to meet here in the future, especially since we're so close to each other now. But, I know. You know your personal story. There's one of, of again how most of us start out is with challenges and and many times those challenges become opportunities and and you've definitely done that. you've taken your life and the challenges that that were presented to you and you've made them into opportunities and now you're giving back and giving the gift to so many other women so i I would really like for you just to share that personal story because I think that is really what women want to hear because they you know it's so easy to look at someone who's who you think is successful and doing all the right things, and not really understand that they've come from a place <laughs> that they may be struggling with or wondering how they're going to get through it. But when we hear the hear the try uh, the challenges and the triumphs, that's what really helps us all to move forward. So, tell us yeah. your story.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you, thank you. And and um, you know we do all. I I I, I like to say our. our we as women, our stories are singular, but our passions are shared. Yeah. And I, I love to say that because, you know, really we're, we're all in this together. We all have the the, the feelings of, of, of the wanting to give back, of wanting to live a full life, of caring about others and the compassion that goes along not that men don't have it but I'm really talking about women right now. Yeah. And uh but we do so, so we have that sisterhood that creation that common denominator. I really do believe that how we get there is a different story for all of us. And so I, I'm a big big believer like you are in, in women's stories for sure. Uh and, and mine is a little girl born in the 1950s uh in the Bible Belt, basically born in southern Illinois and you know, just um, we moved a lot, a lot, a lot. My my dad was in the corporate world after. I might add, he turned 90 this month, and was a an amazing Marine at Iwo Jima and did wonderful wonderful things to serve his country when he came back. Used the GI Bill to get his education, and then. We we had our family, of which I was one of three girls, and we took off and did a lot, a lot of moving. In fact, I say in my book that I think uh, moving was my mom and dad feeling that that's what they needed to be, to be upwardly mobile. So they changed jobs a lot. And in reality, I attended 15 schools by the time I was 14 years old. And it was all just in the Midwest. I mean, it was Illinois and Indiana. But um, I, I, I'm sure that that has something to do with what I do today, because I did move so much. And and, and I like to say that um, I was I've always been great at a cocktail party because I always had to walk into a room full of strangers I didn't know and find my place and talk and be at home. So and who knows? Maybe that's why I also became a speaker and and author and, and just kind of laying it out there because I've done that my whole life. Yeah. Um, babies early, married early at 19, uh, finished my uh, graduate or my undergraduate school education and my graduate uh, having babies and, and doing all of the things that as a girl in a small town in southern Indiana at this point thought were the things that she was supposed to be doing. And of course I had a, a very, very compelling um, and high, I was highly motivated to get my education. I'm a huge, huge believer in education because it has taken me so far, and that's one of the things that I really focus on with women yet uh, here today. Um, but always a passion for women. i um, divorced a couple of times, and when all of that came about for me, and I was a young mother with small children, feeling like I was completely on my own, and I had to head out. and. I had to make things happen and which direction do I go because my graduate work is in counseling and my undergrad is in public speaking and communications and English. It was a perfect fit for me to start writing. And it was also because of the time of uh, being the, the whole feminist movement and feeling like I was really truly on my own and I only had myself to count on. Um, It was also going to be part of my legacy to help other women along as well. So moving forward, one way we did that is, um, and I say we because I had a friend by the name of Connie Rosenthal who uh, has since died of brain cancer, who she and I literally sat at my dining room table. We were room mothers together for our first-grade daughters. We sat at my dining room table with my uh, daughter's you know that really big lined paper that kids have in the first grade. I'm assuming they still do, where they learn how to write.
0: Uh, well, I, I I don't know. They're they're talking about. You no, know, well, we, that's another story of a different kind. But helpful uh,
1: Yeah, it. Hope yeah so. exactly. It is. But I do remember sitting there and writing the mission of what I wanted to do with my life and helping women on that piece of paper. And um, we started the the first, there were only two local city magazines in the United States that we could find. One was in Virginia and one was out here, out west, somewhere. And we started in Indianapolis, Indiana, a women's magazine, uh, which was very unique. And, and um, you know, we learned business. We learned how to do all of that. We ended up putting together a radio show. Uh, we were on television. And... Um, it, it went along, that as, as we know many times, two young mothers with not a lot of business background, but a lot of passion, um, a bigger uh, corporate presence in Indianapolis ended up buying us out. Yeah. But I never forgot that that was my goal. And even though I did traditional things working in real estate and moving forward, when I had the opportunity, of, when the internet came along, and, and right around the year 2000. I realized that I had a second chance to really reach out and to connect and support women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting, Nancy, because one of the things that affected me is I picked up a magazine one day. And there was a magazine, and the title on this magazine was Women Choose to Stay Home Rather Than Work. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. I wonder how they do that, Maybe in a single mom and knowing that that was impossible for me. So I started reading this magazine, and Nancy, the article was about women who were wives of very, very wealthy men.
0: Yeah,
1: And it really made me angry because that, I felt at the time, made it a heck of a lot easier. So that was, that was the impetus. Those kinds of things were going on in my life at about that time. And so, so anyway, I started uh, Business Women Connect and fast forward with TV and radio shows and certainly a couple of books. I now um, have created the Women Like Us Foundation, which is where I put my heart and soul. And um, unless I'm ranting and you want me to stop, I'd love to tell you a very pivotal point.
0: You go ahead and rant. Just you go ahead and rant a little little longer because I'll jump in there when I need to. But this is the the important story story here. So thank you,
1: thank you, thank you very much. the company that I started was for business women, and I always really, really had a passion for helping women and giving back. And when I started Business Women Connect, which was the first of its kind, uh, again, in my community, an actual website when people didn't even know about going to the web, or they thought it was global, didn't even know it was local yet, um, I also created a 501c3 part of this, which was the Business Women Connect Foundation, keeping with my goal of really, really philanthropically also helping women, and um, then I discovered that I I was told by the doctor that I had cancer, and it was a head and neck cancer, which I lost my voice. Um, I couldn't do any more speaking. I actually had a television show at that time. Um, It was obviously a very, very challenging, challenging point in my life, obviously, I'm through it, and I'm I'm doing okay, and I'm speaking now, and all of that is wonderful. But I had to I had to pick and choose what I could do, and I gave the Women Business Women Connect Foundation a break. Um, I knew that something had to stop. So what I did was I took that dream of making a difference for women, and put that dream of a foundation in a box literally in my mind's eye. It was a beautiful little box, and I set it up on a shelf in my imaginary closet. And I thought, lovingly, there is a place for you someday. I don't know what it is. I don't know when it will happen. But I do believe that you will come back to me, and I will be able to use you to connect and support women around the world. Fast forward five years later, I wrote my first book, Um, the co-founder of my foundation came to me and said linda i love your book i love what you're doing don't you have a foundation well yes i do so we took my business women connect foundation which Mm -hmm. is the 501c3 down renamed it the women like us foundation and i did know its purpose and that was five years ago and Mm -hmm. here we are
0: well, uh, you're like I said, we're, we've been on similar paths. I think we've been paralleling one another. And since and, uh, we last talked, I've also um, started a foundation, Women Connect for Good, which is very I much a thing. And, uh, but again, it's smart, amazing women that are helping, again, helping other women up down that path. You know, women are, are starving for mentors. I mean, I hear this all the time, and I'm sure you do too, is that for the women that ha- are just trying to be successful, that they're really looking for mentors and they and they find they they're having difficulty finding those mentors, so that's very very important that we all keep in mind that there are women out there right now starving for mentors and and vice versa I think we should always have a mentor ourselves and then of course the, the women who are who have become successful and have really uh, achieved the the status in their careers financially uh, uh, all the above spiritually whatever you want to call it and really don't know what to do with themselves so this is a mm-hmm. this has been a real uh, wonderful journey, and I'm sure this is the same for you. Is that women who finally go, you know, I have the time, I have the ta- I have the talent, and now I have the treasures that I'm able to really give back. And I think this is the exciting time, especially in my life, and it sounds like the same for you, is that now you can truly take the gifts that you've been given and connect those women who are really out there wanting to make a difference. And I think that's where the power of women truly is. And you mentioned something that I, uh, I want to just uh, ditto on, the sisterhood, is that for the first time, I think, in a long, long time, the sisterhood is one about women really do want to connect with each other at a very deep spiritual, emotional, and psychological level to, to really make a difference in the world. And I'm, I'm very, very excited about that because I'm meeting more and more people like yourself who are, who are out there doing it already. But, uh, you know, I've heard people say, I'm, I'm kind of lonesome out here. I, I feel like I'm kind of out here on my own. So I think when we find uh, kindred souls, uh, that women really do get excited and go, wait, wait, maybe I'm not, uh, maybe I'm not uh, all alone. And there really are a group of women that are really out there making a difference. And you sure fit in that category.
1: Well, thank you. And, you know, I am so excited. I can't tell you how excited I am right now to be a part of the change. You and me and the other wonderful authors in your book, we're all a part of the change that's happening for women yeah. right here in this country. Yeah. It is just exploding. If you just, you know, you do and I do, but if, if people who are listening will just pay attention and lend an ear, you will see that there is a very, very strong movement going on right now where women are really showing up and we're showing up in philanthropy, we're showing up in business, we're showing up in politics. And we're 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 really have found our voices and I, I feel very much like 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 when the whole feminist movement went on. In fact there's a piece in my book called It's Feminist Feminism Dead or just taking a break. And we got so far, and then, you know, we got we got somewhat comfortable, and women are definitely doing better. But there are very, I mean, I get cold chills right now just speaking about this, Nancy, about what is happening for women in our country, and not only women, but girls who are becoming women. Oh, yeah. The
0: girl power stuff is just uh, just amazing that these girls yeah. are stepping up to the plate and going, you know, I want to start as early as possible. But I, I, I hope to think it's because their mothers are also... Uh, doing a, a, a better job of saying, you know what, there's a lot more than a pretty face out there and there's a lot more than, uh, you know, what what clothes you wear and what kind of lipstick you're putting on your face, too. So, yeah, but, you know, I think the, the thing, Linda, that's also, you know, and you'll see this, uh, again, from authors in the book as well, is that we are taking back our femininity. There is a feminist movement of a different kind that women are saying, we don't have to be like men. We we need it's to be really. more like women, which is again take our femininity, take all those wonderful things that make us women, and use those for the good. Which is something I think for so long we've been taught that we have to be more like men. But now women are saying, no, no, we need to be more like women and take these talents. I mean, women we see the big picture. We've seen it all along. We're very good at details, but we can see the big picture, and we can we can we can visualize. Uh, And really make an impact because of those wonderful abilities. And who who better are communicators than women? I can't think of anyone.
1: Well, exactly. And what we need, what we, you and I can say what we need to do. But we do have our opinions, and we work in this world, so we do have have the right to speak. God, it's 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 finding and expressing your authentic self as a woman. Yeah, the true self, exactly. No more, you know, bending around and trying to be all of these different things because we're not sure how to get approval or where we're going to fit. And it really truly is. I did a, um, a survey for um, a piece that I that I wrote. Um, actually, it's a, it's a book that never has developed yet. <laughs> so I got like, you know how you do that? You know, I was about like six months into it, and then I kind of put it aside for a while. But while I was researching it um, on happiness, and, and the, all the women that responded to this survey that I put out, the one barrier to their happiness was they were. It was like 78 percent said their top barrier is trying to be somebody for something and someone for someone else, not yourself.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. So yeah, big deal. Well, I mean, again, we're, we're still purchasing 85 percent of products and services in the United States, and most women don't understand the power that we actually have in the marketplace. Instead of letting it run rule us, you know, they're. There are great organizations like She. dot org that are starting, which is basically saying in the media we've got to change the perception, especially for yeah. young girls and young boys, about as, as far as the sexual object, you know, the se- sexual objects and the way that we're, we're pursuing young girls and boys about how they're supposed to be. Men, men be strong and perform. Women be beautiful and young and thin for the rest of your lives. You know, so. So I think I think women are finally many of us of us are saying, you know what it's it's not it's not it's not right you know we we can do better than this. We're smarter than this, we have better tools than this, but and we can be just as feminine as anyone else and still still make an impact on the world for the for the good."
1: That's right, and, and, and honestly, that's really kind of why I wanted my piece in your book, which I'm so excited about, and thank you so much for inviting me. Um, that's why that piece I wanted to share is the piece on poise, because as women, we have the grace, and we have the compassion, and we have the authenticity, and, and we, we can do our work, by using our, our inner goodness and letting that shine, and um, it's just it's something that I think is just the kind of what I call the final ingredient of of finding our passion and putting purpose to it and persevering, and we can do it with love, it love and poise and grace. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you know, and and there is a choice, and I think this is something women need to understand. You have a choice. You know, and you had a choice. I mean, you had a choice to go ahead, or you had a choice to let let the world, uh, you know, bring you down. You had a choice when you had cancer to say, wait a minute, why me? Why are these things happening that that are blocking me or keeping me from doing the things I want to do? But instead, what do you do? You take them and use them as opportunity. And your story, the power of, of what you've been able to accomplish because of the things that have happened to you, you've used as opportunities and ways to grow. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where we as women can really truly share those things is when we say, wait a minute. You can look at me today and say, okay, yeah, you're successful. You know, you're intelligent. You have a great personality. You're, you know, family. Everything, everything seems to be in order. You know, you're living the vita loca. But you say, no, wait. This is where I've been. This is where I am now. And any challenge that comes to me, I can see it as an opportunity, or I can see it as a barrier and, and block me. And I think right. that's the difference is that we're finding more and more women that are saying, "No, no, you can't stop me. I'm resilient. You know, bring it on. I can. I can do yes. whatever I need to do." And that's really what this book is about too, Linda. Is, is again tell, saying that all these women basically have had their own trials and tribulations, but they're still going. And they're and it's also now about giving back and, and just right. creating more and more of that. Uh, I, I was talking to a woman in Australia, and she was, "Oh, she's good. She was." She was great but she wants women to have complete financial security uh and not too long after i got a i got a uh, note from a, a sorority that says how can women be more independent from men isn't this amazing to even hear these questions how can women yeah. become more independent from from men and this is college yeah. freshmen sophomores juniors that you know these are at least they're asking these questions instead of saying gee how can i find a rich husband and uh, not have to worry about working the rest of my life and have children. But who cares when he walks out the door? And uh, I don't have I don't have I don't I have completed my education. I don't have a career, and now I'm going to have to figure out how to how to how to live. But, but uh, no, I mean the thing is is that this is this is a great time in the history of women. It's full of opportunity.
1: Absolutely, I, I have a I have a funny little thing that I'll, that I'll just share with you because there, there's such a difference. And of course, I have I have a I, as, as you being an author and me an author, I have a book in me that addresses all of this. That maybe someday I'll actually do, but we all know how much work that is too. So that's why I say maybe. Of course, you and I, I think both grew up during the um, Leave It to Beaver and all of those shows, and of course, June Cleaver. Yeah. June Cleaver was Bieber's mother, played by Barbara Billingsley. And so the end of what women are today, but so the world that I thought I was going to be and be in with the apron and the heels and the pearls, the white picket fence, the husband that comes home every night and everything's lovely, and the well-behaved children. And so um, anyway, anyway, when Barbara Billingsley died, um, I wrote a piece that's entitled June Cleaver is Dead. And... Uh, Certainly not making fun of Barbara Billingsley, but the point being that that woman is gone, long gone. And I feel like women have spent a lot of years and decades trying to reconnoiter and reevaluate and redefine who they are. And I'm so excited that I think we're really getting it now.
0: Well, like I you said, uh, you, you've had different things occur in your life. I recently became divorced after 42 years, and you know things change. People change, you know, but yeah. again, it's, it's the opportunity that you can use uh, whatever your life challenges are to become your life opportunities, you know, and this is, this is, I think, where our stories become even more valuable to women who say, well, I just thought, sure, I think we all thought at some point we were going to live a certain life. I know I sure did. I thought, you know, right. this, is, this is where I'm going to be in my life. This is what's going to be going on. The point is, is that that's, there's no guarantees. There's absolutely no guarantees except one is that I personally have to be able to care for myself, and women have to understand that. It is right. all about us basically really taking responsibility for ourselves and responsibility for our sisters as well, because I will tell you, without my sisters during, during different points in my life, I wouldn't be talking to you today. I mean, our sisterhood is so important. because it when, is. At the end of the day, who's usually there for you? Your sisters. Exactly. That's
1: and, exactly and, right.
0: And, when, and, and, when
1: women, and don't be don't be afraid to ask. Oh
0: know. no.
1: Again, those who might be listening, don't be afraid to lean on your girlfriends and your sisters.
0: Yeah. Oh, and your yeah. your
1: female friends.
0: Yeah. I hear so much mm-hmm. from younger women and, and I, I like to debunk this is that you you spend so much time trying to be you know, do it all. Try to try to wear mm-hmm. the superwoman shirt, whatever you have to. And, and they are afraid to ask. What I hear women saying, younger women especially, I just want more energy. I want more energy to do the things I think I'm supposed to do. The point is there are more and more groups and organizations that are being created all across the United States of women coming together with similar backgrounds, career, whatever, even, but all different levels of women coming together and saying, I just want a support system. I just want to spend time with women and say, did this happen to you at work? Or, or how about, you know, even, even crying over the sisterhood cries about everything. Or they, they celebrate everything. We can celebrate as anything and everything. And, and, and that strength that we have with one another is so extremely valuable. You know, um, the, the book that we're, you know, Empowered Women Change the World, it's is, getting so close. Uh, we're, I think we're really, really close now, Linda. So I'm getting really, really excited again. I was kind of, kind of hanging there, and I, I actually ran into an agent that I talked to uh, about this book initially, and I kind of, I kind of challenged her after, after I saw her because she really, she really uh, wasn't interested in it per se. But I realized later after talking to her, you know what? This is what the book she wants to write. <laughs> this, is a, this is a book she wants to write and and i said this this book really is a lot about you too isn't it and she kind of did a couple of back steps on me i just had an opportunity to meet her in another venue which was great so i kind of eyeballed her and I said this is really your book too isn't it
1: oh yeah that's great
0: that's so great. anyway i, good. I we're, we're so close and and i'm so excited about what we're all doing and you know what, uh, I think the momentum is here. Uh, it's just a matter of keeping it going, and uh, women connect for good, w- business connect uh, women, you know, all of the way that we're connecting and that we're increasing our numbers in the sisterhood is going to be just phenomenal as far as what we're able to do. And these foundations that we're creating to, to bring other foundations together to make even more of an impact as a whole. well
1: that's right and 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 with the women like us foundation and of course both of my books are women like us it's a book series so the third one will be a women like us book as well yeah but um one of one of our the things that we do is we find and this this is if someone is listening we actually we find women led charities and we vet them and we support them we travel there we volunteer we fundraise for them because we really do truly believe that women are changing the world, and we want to help them do that. And so to your point of, you know, supporting one another and being together. And can I just say something quickly? Um, Sure. Just because someone may be be listening, because we've kind of gone around about how we need to do all these things, but if somebody's listening out there that's frustrated and saying, how do I get started? How do I get started on this path? Of being my authentic self and being clear, um, uh, really, um, and I listened to some of your other interviews with some of the other authors, Nancy, and they're they're wonderful. And I'm so again, it's an honor to be in this group of women. Uh, and so the word passion is tossed around a lot, and and really, truly, you know, well, what is my passion? I'm busy with the kids. I'm busy busy with my career. You know, my husband's got problems or health or parents or whatever, mm-hmm. but to get, that's the really truly the first step is to get clear on who you are. And yeah. you can do that. You can do that by doing, uh, doing assessments. You can do that by literally stopping stopping, finding a way to stop, if it's, if, if it's getting up at 4.30 in the morning and meditating for 30 minutes, if it's, you know, if it's sitting in your car, getting to work early and sitting in your car for 20 minutes to have your centering time and asking yourself specific questions about who you are, who you were, like when you talked about everyone has a story, who was that person, who was that little girl? Who became that teen girl? You know what gave you joy, and where is that, and how can you use all of that to make your life rich? Put purpose to that, like you've done, like I've done, like like women before us have done, and really, really make a difference, and and make a, have a very satisfying, authentic life in the process. So it's back to what you said about mentoring. You can get that through mentoring, um, someone to help direct you. To get you to that quality of life
0: and and Linda you put it so succinctly and so simply is just ask there are women out there that would be thrilled to be a mentor Uh, and again if you are a mentor get a mentor I think that's I, I need mentors I need coaches I don't care how old or how experienced I am I will always have a coach I'll always have a trainer. I'll have somebody out there that knows something different or in a different way or more than I do in a certain area, but I also am asking. And I think that's a very valuable tool is don't sit back and think that everybody's got it all together because, believe me, we're all out there, we're all learning every single day. And and, and you know what? If I'm not learning, I'm not growing. If I'm not learning, I'm not growing. So, uh, that's those are those are great words uh, and advice. But again, what makes your what what are you passionate about? What is it you? How do you want to change the world? You came out that mm-hmm. way. I came out that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know how to leave things <laughs> leave things alone. <laughs> 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 I, I just want them. I just want them better. But uh, anyway, but I want more people to, to do it to have the fun of doing it with to make the world a better place to live. Like you. There you go and the other women that we're joining forces with. Well, uh, congratulations yep. on your new book. We're just Wonderful. getting started. Get your new- Absolutely.
1: So. And we'll just keep going. That's what we'll do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for, for having me on your radio show. It's been so nice to talk about all the things that we both are so passionate about. I love it. Oh,
0: yeah. It, 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 you're my sister. Amen, sister. That's right. Okay. Have okay. a great day. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you.